um when i believe that once you are there to lead once you you probably have to be uh, you know it's 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 just not about having an high iq it's it's more about um communicating it's more about listening uh like you mentioned and you you've learned your lessons well but uh it's more about probably um persuading people guiding people and um yeah i mean it's it's more about understanding what triggers them you know what motivates them what demotivates them what is going to be what is going to be that thing which you probably would say or would probably do and they would actually go out above and beyond and do whatever you know they can in their best capacity hey guys my name is akshita i'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast i'm anand i'm a finance bro and a tech geek and you're listening to the why coordinate the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional efficient and happy life hi akshita how have you been hi anag i've been good i've been good hectic very hectic very busy yeah. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I, so this week I was listening to like all our previous episodes just you know scrubbing through them and we always open every episode with hi akshita how's your week going and then either one of us Yeah next say, week I'm yeah. going to take this dude like next week I'm going to start saying hi it's it's so much <laughs> like it's so much less pressure than you have to kind of <laughs> come up with tone. something yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah what is this every time I'm like yeah it's fine mm, it's okay yeah. it's boring it's hectic it's exactly yeah this? need to change <laughs> yeah notes notes for next next week next yeah going to mix it up well uh so that's that's for next week today however we're joined by uh Deepika Jain from Chandigarh um and i am looking forward to our conversation today because Deepika uh i've spoken to her a few times and we've had an interesting conversation uh, deepika why don't you introduce yourself uh, to our listeners got that right i didn't say audience i said listeners <laughs> finally <laughs> both first thank you anaganakshita um hi everyone i'm deepika jain i uh, hail from chandigarh um the green city of india um i have been born and brought up in chandigarh um i completed my graduation in the year 2016 uh, uh, in chemical so i'm a chemical engineer i've been working in the energy space um since forever i mean since then so it's been like almost 5 years that i've been into that space and um it's basically detailed engineering of a couple of facilities that would produce oil and that would produce green fuel and stuff like that um apart from all this obligatory technical stuff um i enjoy indulging in routines that could help me tag myself as a fitness enthusiast um i enjoy exploring music i love sipping all types of coffee i can and occasionally i do blog as well but that's completely occasional but yeah that's what i do and that's why i am and thank you so much for having me um and the why coordinate i'm super excited for this conversation uh, we are very excited awesome. as well Yeah, for sure. You mentioned you have a blog. What's your blog about? So it started as a travel blog. I mean, I thought it would be a travel blog, but then COVID happened. Um, <laughs> so it's been um, it's it's it started as a travel blog. I did write some things about my travel. So it is not it's not it's about my own experiences. It's not very um, you know it's not about what places to visit, but what I felt when I visited. So it's more on those lines. And after that, it changed. Uh, then it became all about silver lining to the pandemic. and it suddenly changed to all the buddha pictures and me doing yoga and stuff like that but because i had nothing you know because it was not traveling and there was nothing more to write about so it changed to that that's but nice yeah, sort of it's like at the end of the day yeah all things positive that's nice <laughs> interesting you should share the link with us um, i'll pro- definitely need to read up on that a few times in the upcoming year <laughs> i hope so i hope so it's um, good enough for a read <laughs> i'll do that i'll share the link oh i'm sure it is okay uh with i can't think of a segue to our topic so let's just right jump right into it uh, <laughs> uh the topic for our episode today is all about emotional intelligence why is emotional intelligence even more important than iq and to kick this off uh, dipika why don't you tell us what exactly is 
So um, by the definition, anybody would find on the internet, it is the ability to identify and regulate your own emotions and the emotions of others. Uh, but I think so, it's a very striking observation. And I also have, uh, you know, I was reading this article wherein um, they actually explicitly mentioned that people still do not understand, you know, still don't get the hang of what emotional intelligence is. So I guess it's interesting to note that it's worth mentioning that emotional intelligence is not equivalent to being nice. It's um, it's probably you do not have to be nice in in the context of, you know, appeasing somebody or or also it does not mean that you have to be nice to only a certain. So it's very important that it's, it's basically you know, understanding your own emotions, identifying them, and also um, understanding your environment. And um, it basically comprises, um, you know, of various um, elements or maybe um, subdivisions, as you may call it. Um, and they're primarily like self-awareness, wherein, you know, you understand what your emotions are, why you're feeling what you uh, then you oh, Then there's like self-regulation of your emotions, where you, you probably know what to and how to regulate them. Which is which is tad bit difficult, but of course, with time, you know uh, when to control and when when to take a pause and probably then react to situation um, as and when required. And then it's also you know more of like social awareness. You are very aware of what you know your surroundings are, um, the people you you pick up the nonverbal cues and stuff like that. You know they're going to be external factors and which are not going to be in your control. Um, and keeping all of these things into consideration, you build on relationships which is like the relationship management part of it like you you build a network you build relationships and um, yeah you'll just be human enough i guess uh to people inside your circle in professional space and this is that this whole description sounds like the the ethos of the y coordinator <laughs> i feel like this is like the capstone episode for our podcast i'm sorry uh, but mm-hmm. i guess uh, the topic always gets me enthused a bit so yeah no, 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 it is, it is very, very interesting. And uh, do you have any sort of personal stories or examples to explain or demonstrate uh, your knowledge of or better development of your emotion? Um, yeah, I would, um, I would actually quote a very decent, not a very decent, but uh, yeah, rather recent example. And it is, um, so when the pandemic hit us, uh, February 2020, um, so the organization I work for, we never had uh, a work from home policy. <coughs> So the moment, you know, all of this happened, um, we had to shift our gears immediately. We had to move to a work from home policy and everybody was working from home. So what happened, um, because we were not used to work and then our work requires a lot of collaboration. Um, and then we were suddenly working in isolation wherein we were not talking to, I mean, obviously not to, interacting one-on-one with people. So as a result of which, um, at least with people I was engaging in, I mean, my team, the team I was leading, I started feeling that, you know, there was a lot of, um, there was a lack of, there was, there was some lack of trust that was seeping in is because there were no maybe, you know, one-on-one communication. There was a lot of anxiety um, in the terms of, obviously there were challenges because we were working remotely for the first time. And then there are going to be power outrages, the people, people do not have a stable internet connection and stuff like that. So all these anxieties were seeping in, but nobody was talking about them because they primarily were considering that, you know, um, reaching out and asking for help would make them less competitive. That's what at least I felt at that point in time, putting them, uh, you know, putting myself in their shoes. And at that point in time, I decided we were going to do these, you know, talk it out sessions. So we used to have um, a weekly, a bi-weekly rather, talk it out session. where It used to be a 20, 25 minute session wherein we used to discuss the weekly schedule as to what we would do in the, I mean, on our daily basis. Plus, we, I would, you know, take the initiative of discussing what challenges I'm facing. I would reach out to help so that other people also would do the same. And luckily, it so happened that people, you know, started, reach, started you know, reaching out. And, uh, also because, you know, our office had these very strict, stringent working hours. We used to, we had to be in office at 8.30 when it was not online. And suddenly when this comes into play and with all the factors which you cannot control, the power, electricity and everything, you cannot be there on 8.30 on your desk and keep on working. So, like, I, I, I told my team that it's fine. We're going to do flexible work hours. It's it's perfectly fine. I'm not going to be very, um, you know, hard on you on that because it's nothing that's in your control. So, all of that, I guess, it, it developed a, um, a feeling of inclusivity, a very open work environment wherein, you know, people felt that they could reach out, where they felt that asking for help was not something which was, it was a very normal thing. Um, so, I guess that's, that's not something which you um, understand if you have an I, I, high IQ. I mean, uh, you could do, you could be a brilliant engineer with a high 
like you but things like this i guess yes you would need to dig deep down probably understand as to why people are behaving a certain way why the productivity because the productivity did go down big time because of you know all that commotion so all of this actually helped us to realign ourselves and retrace and people used to actually stretch on their own without me asking them to do so they would work on saturdays they would work on sundays but they would meet the targets and they were pretty fine doing it because they got that kind of flexibility they were you know it, it there was also a feel a mutual feeling of trust wherein they were like okay it's it's just normal we can do this and um though it was very unprecedented but um, yeah we we delivered as committed so i guess i was happy um yeah so that that was like that was a very recent example Uh, that's like the, the it's like the perfect example to quote in an interview where people will ask you <laughs> about uh, how did you use like it is perfect topical and impressive but yeah you <laughs> highlighted the the value of uh, emotional intelligence in the workplace and as a manager and like you basically <laughs> covered half yeah. what i have coming up in that yeah <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> before before this podcast, before we started recording, I was just telling Anna these like this emotional like this EQ IQ. Uh, all of this I had prepared for my interviews because like the oh. exact same stories that you know uh, you kind of share, and I was like, oh, my mind's blank. I could not remember anything, and I was like, okay, fine. And you kind of encapsulated everything that I was you know, thought about. But that's amazing. That's an amazing example, and that kind of actually shows the essence of what uh, EQ is. Uh, uh, I have an example of uh, having become a little more mature in the emotional quotient department over the years. um is there a <laughs> classic example of you know when uh, women tell you problems they are not looking to hear solutions they're just <laughs> looking for someone to hear them out and um it took me many many years to really understand that and even now uh, sometimes like i have to ask stereotypes among stereotypes <laughs> <laughs> well i am going by the statistical <laughs> evidence i have in it's my cool, lifetime of cool. Had to, but uh, had to mess with you. sure, uh, you've been messing up, messing with me quite frequently in the past couple of episodes. I need to give you a payback some point. Some point <laughs> <of time. laughs> uh, yeah. So what is the thing? So uh, now I have to sometimes ask if you know, is this like the situation where I just have to listen to you, or is this the situation where I have to come up with a solution? <laughs> that's the smartest way to deal with it <laughs> give yeah. give us the let us take control of what we want to hear <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah that and and i think if we if we like the the perfect example of someone that i can think of in popular culture or fiction uh, who has very high iq and not so much eq is sheldon cooper's character from big bang theory and uh, i would think penny's character is a complete mirror to him in the sense that i think mm-hmm. she has very high eq but not so much iq is there any other mm. example from fiction that you guys can think of um so i don't know if you'll have watched this movie or uh, so there were two movies that I actually watched which i thought were very relevant to this discussion one is inside out mm-hmm. i don't know if you'll have watched inside out um that kind of encapsulates what emotions are and why it is important as uh, deepika was mentioning the four pillars of what eq is that's yourself Uh, awareness self regulation your social uh, skills and your internal motivation so kind of encapsulates all of these emotions and how they affect us and we can talk about how it affects us in terms of happiness stress in leadership decision making etc um so that's an amazing movie um, not only really a fictional character but that and also the second movie is one of my favorite movies um in the pursuit of happiness I don't know. Yes, okay. So it's this movie about. Uh, it's a movie in which Will Smith is there with his family, and he's a struggling salesperson, and he's kind of trying to make his way through. And there are some really low points in his life, but it's also a movie which shows him and how he uses his self management or his um, commitment, his people skills, etc., to kind of work his way upwards. And it also shows the opposite of. uh low eq where it shows situations where his wife is there who is not very cooperative or who does not understand 
his situation or his underlying emotions and there's conflict etc so it kind of shows you both the ways of how there's high eq and there's low eq so yeah i think these two movies are like really nice okay so on on that note of uh, eq versus iq why do you guys think that uh, having higher emotional intelligence is more important than having higher iq i mean firstly is it more important and if yes or if no why why not i guess um i mean you i'm not in any way disclaim i'm not uh, here to undermine the importance of having an iq it is very important uh, i'm i'd not mean to dilute um um you know people who would say that having a high iq is important it is very important it is probably important to you know get that dream job of yours to have a foot in the door um initially when you probably step into an organization and from a very organization perspective um but i believe that once you are there to lead once you you probably have to be uh, you know it's 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 just not about having an high iq it's it's more about um communicating it's more about listening uh like you mentioned and you you've learned your lessons well but uh it's more about probably um persuading people guiding people and um yeah i mean it's it's more about understanding what triggers them you know what motivates them or demotivates them what is going to be what is going to be that thing which you probably would say or would probably do and they would actually go out above and beyond and do whatever you know they can in their best capacity uh so it's i, I guess it is very much important when you have to i mean when you actually think of succeeding or probably leading uh eq does uh, for me at least it takes a little um, you know it's a little more important than iq that's what i think and also like um also you know when 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 we are in school when we are kids um at least in india i don't think so that we're ever taught uh, anything that's related to eq um it's always is that exam is that subject or probably get into some sport and um, is that as well uh, so i'm not very sure how it went decided are we to you know judge uh, not judge okay that is a very wrong word or maybe you know pick up those on verbal cues be or maybe even even have a very healthy relationship with a friend or whoever it is so i think so that um is something which is lacking and i believe yeah so i i would somehow say that eq is more important because one that it is it has been missing since like we were in, in school and i don't know since forever but also because it is very important once you're leading the team or uh, you're up those ladders i mean the 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 aspect of eq when it pertains to how you deal with other people i think is uh, more evident and more talked about but for me i feel the the aspect of eq which is understanding yourself and your motivations for doing things and reasons why you feel something uh is is an even more important reason for me personally like if i look at it from a uh, internal perspective because uh, that kind of helps me understand if i'm feeling angry if i'm feeling sad if i'm feeling envy why why is that and then i can do sort of a deeper analysis and then you know come to a better understanding of how i work and maybe optimize my thoughts and eventually achieve the end goal of happiness and yeah of course uh, in terms of getting a job i think or just being successful in the workplace uh, i've seen a lot of people who have uh, low iq but very high eq be successful and uh, i've never seen people with very high iq and no eq be successful except for roles and industries and verticals which are very like intellectual heavy so like for example phd researchers working in a lab or like in the tech space some some developers working like those kind of roles is fine but anything else uh, you can survive without iq you cannot survive without eq but that being said the best is if you have a bit of both i guess i can't agree more yeah no i agree um i personally feel that it's a very coupled um i mean if you have high iq or if you have a high um level of understanding about a certain subject matter you might not be able to deliver it as well as you actually can if you don't have that kind of eq deliver in the sense um so yeah when we were talked about eq you we were talking in in the workplace this is all in the workplace or in a leadership role or not even in a workplace in like a 
college setting or university setting in a group setting etc it's all about social awareness it's all about self awareness it's all about, all about the relationships that you build and how you kind of convey what you feel slash what you uh, want to convey in a in the best way possible so i think that even if you have a high eq and you don't know what to speak about which happens with me sometimes i will be saying things which don't make sense i will sound all nice and cute and everything it will be sounding as the most sweetest thing that i've ever said which won't make sense versus sometimes i know what i want to say but i'll not be able to deliver it because i am not understanding how the other person is perceiving it so i personally feel like it's a very 50/50 hand in hand situation that happens yeah i i definitely am more on the like i don't know where the absolute value stand but i'm pretty sure relatively my iq is higher than my e which but thankfully we'd probably get to that at the end of this podcast but thankfully there is no way to increase your iq but you can increase your eq which is good for me <laughs> okay uh, so next question how does uh, emotional impact intelligence impact the decision making process or this decision i guess mine is going to sound more more and more like a pitch to a company <laughs> probably anybody would want to hire employees with higher eq please listen to this podcast but um yeah i guess okay decision making um on a personal note uh, uh, like you mentioned anag like it's it's very important to be very self aware of your own emotions when you are dealing with this. and um um specifically when you take when you take decisions i i myself believe that you know a lot of things indirectly not not something which will directly impact but maybe in past you had certain similar kind of situations or maybe you have um you know maybe witnessed kind of situations so there are going to be some there is going to be an impact of that situation or maybe a decision which was taken back then and you face with a very similar situation now now the thing is that that stays on with you it could be a bad emotion it could be a very positive good emotion as well it could be a positive one or negative one but it somehow is going to indirectly affect uh, your decision it might or might not i mean how much ever we uh, i mean how much ever anybody would hate to admit it but it does affect the humans right so in at a very intrinsic level it does it does affect i do believe it does so at that point in time i believe that if you are emotionally intelligent you would you know you would know that what like these emotions are something which really do not matter in this decision i need to keep them out of making which probably i'm going to do maybe on a personal level or a, or a professional note like this is not something which is personal i need not to take it personally or probably i do not need to correlate it to the past happening so is there is where Um, this is in decision making intelligence comes into play wherein you know you need to kick out certain emotions be very uh, aware of what you feel at that point get too carried away by a certain emotion but regulate it at the same time and um, yeah then probably yeah i actually think that uh, um, as as human beings we we like to think that we are these amazing rational people and who you know think things out and then then come up with decisions i feel like it's the other way around where we first decide uh, on something based on our emotions and then we use then we try to rationalize it with coming up with arguments and trying to be all you know intellectual about it uh, so having that sort of emotional intelligence and understanding the underlying reasons why we want to do something uh, probably will help make better decisions akshita um yeah i think uh, another thing just a small thing that i want to add to this is um might be a little bit but learning how to take feedback and criticism in a positive way uh, when you're making decisions um you always it's always good to have those external data points to make the right decision according to what you want and i think that it's important to kind of hear be able to be okay with hearing something opposite of what you want slash what you want to do and taking that positively positively and kind of trying to incorporate that into your decision making which is again another aspect of having a good emotional uh, quotient or emotional so yeah just the fact about feedback and criticism and being positive about it. uh fair enough um the the next question is um how, how does emotional intelligence impact our deli- uh, ability to deal with stress either if you um I guess I would have a um I mean I I would probably base this one on uh, again on on you know being very aware of what you um there are a lot of again you know there there's, there's so many unprecedented things which are going to happen 
there're going to be things which are going to be completely not in your control how much ever you would want a certain thing to go a certain way and when obviously things are not going to go the way you want them to go there is going to be stress um, i mean there's going to be obviously there's there is another type of stress where stress you know where you would be under pressure to deliver at your workplace and stuff like that but i guess that's again that's not you know that's not how things you would want things to be in a very uh, easy breezy manner but probably they're not happening in that manner at this that point in time um I guess you you need to be emotionally intelligent enough to immune yourself from that. It's very difficult. I know it's easier said than done. Uh, it becomes like really difficult to just concentrate on what you're doing and what is in your control. Basically, just go out and give your best because I mean, stressing about something which is not in your control again is a part I believe of you know realizing that it's not in your control, understanding that it's not in your control. You really cannot do anything about it. Uh, feeling about it or emotionally. getting swayed by it is something which would not help you in that situation which is again invariable i agree i mean it's it's going to that's going to be an instant reaction to it but i believe that yeah um, you know trying to immune yourself from that and a very um, effective strategy that is at least helped uh, that has worked with me it has helped me is like when situations like these happen i probably take a pause whether it's at work or whether it's like personal um, whatever so when you take a pause you you know you probably are breaking that chain of thoughts which is causing that and um, once you take that pause you're able to absorb a lot of things you're able to kick out kick out a lot of things which you know you know this is unnecessary this is something which i should not bother about and that does help you know regulate stress that has helped me anybody if it was if it has helped anybody i really do not know but it sure helped me so yeah uh, so do you think this is kind of part part of the second component of self regulation that you mentioned earlier where uh, i mean like you said you, you you have no control over incidents that incite stress but then the way you react to it and the way you kind of regulate your response to it, uh, it does this come under that umbrella or i'm completely way off track no you're not <laughs> and i'm not uh, i guess um, i'm not genius for uh, emotional intelligence so yeah i guess we're on the same page with that uh, i do believe it's yeah, i would also put it under the self regulation umbrella um it is more of that right because you are probably trying to regulate whatever you're feeling at that point in time and not make the entire situation stress okay uh, so coming to the 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 topic that i like talking about the most which is uh, how does uh, emotional intelligence matter for happiness <clears throat> and why don't you go ahead sorry i have some tech issues now i'm back um uh, yeah i can so happiness i mean again it's i feel like we are it's it's all in the same boat it's all about you know having your own internal emotions um regulated controlled being able to be aware of <clears throat> what makes you feel a certain way and how you can uh, change that if you want to change that um so i think one way about happiness is what again we've spoken in a lot of podcasts is um trying to compare yourself to others uh, or letting things affect you in a way which you can't change things that you can't change affecting you so i think in a way whether it's other people's thoughts words feelings successes or your own mistakes that have happened in the past these are things that you can't really change but you can keep yourself from making them feel uh, making them make you feel a certain way so i don't know if that makes sense does that sentence make sense um yeah so i think don't let what you can't control control you and kind of have that ability to um stop if you're feeling a certain way um anything else i feel is that it's good to have that growth mindset in life as an emotionally uh, intelligent person it's always good to kind of see life as a learning experience and a learning curve and keep going up so all of these things are kind of what makes you happy because if you're not seeing life in that certain way it's going to give you stress and it's going to give you anxiety it's going to make you feel bad about a certain things and all of those contribute to not being happy so in a way this is what i feel is what how eq can help manage your happiness and also learning how to fail just being okay with failure and learning how to fail and i think this was one of my um pieces of advice <laughs> in my um yeah but 
being okay with failure just fall back it's fine cool get back up so that kind of helps in both the happiness and also building your own eq uh, adding to that like have you guys heard of uh, primary and secondary emotions i don't know if it is related to this topic of emotion. so primary emotions are basically anger love joy fear sadness and these are emotions that that happen as as a direct response to uh, an external trigger and secondary emotions are your response your emotions to your primary emotion so these are things like guilt enthusiasm depression frustration trust optimism and the thing with second secondary emotions is that a primary emotions come for like a small amount of time and then they go away the secondary emotions stick around for longer and the the negative secondary secondary emotions like depression jealousy guilt loneliness um can be extremely harmful and sort of having that uh, so like uh I'll give you an example. If you if you're driving on the road and someone cuts you off, your immediate reaction would be anger, and and uh, and then after that immediate anger passes away, uh, then you will come up with some secondary emotions of you know what you could have done, or or maybe you would resent yourself for getting angry at something like this. Um, and just having that level of emotional intelligence we're able to identify this uh, can can get rid of your um, secondary emotions faster and uh, i guess that leads to more happiness that's interesting i did not know uh, this primary secondary emotions and that kind of makes a lot of sense right because the way you respond to your primary emotions are kind of more important than um, i mean the primary emotions are one big aspect but the way you deal with them is kind of what makes the eq Works. yeah it, it, it's it's kind of like the primary emotion is like we were talking about the pick up uh like when you're talking about the stress aspect like the triggers you don't have any control over but the secondary emotions is how you self regulate mm. yourself and what you have control over true true that's a very insightful uh, primary secondary emotion talk i was also not aware of that uh, but thank you anand um i also feel like you know actually you mentioned like the last bit of it wherein you are going to fail you probably are going to I mean, you're not going to have a perfect reaction to every situation, and it is going to be impulsive a lot of times. How 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 much ever you're going to be, you know, controlling yourself, having an IQ and e emotional intelligence and whatsoever. But in personal situations, I believe that you know when your emotions are extremely heightened in professional setting, you still have that mindset when you know that you know you're in a professional setting. But in personal spaces, you you feel the emotions even more, I guess. So the blowouts are, um, um, you know, they they tend to happen. so again like not you know not clinging on to that blower blowout of emotion so very much because you're human only and you are going to do that and just just letting it go and just being happy with the fact that you at least realize that you know you were wrong there and probably accepting and acknowledging uh, that bit of um, things where you actually realize that you did not have a uh, you did not actually react the manner you would have reacted if you were you know in a better state of mind or something of that sort or you may you would have reacted in a more saner manner if i may say so but yeah i guess that also is a part of that you should be happy about it right at least you're getting there um, it's it's a learning process anyways you're we're all a working progress so i yeah i guess that's that should also make you happy that you're learning it yeah when at this point of time like there are some of these things i feel like are easier said than done especially about what should make you happy or what should what you should ignore but i guess that will come from heightened emotional intelligence which i lack at this moment <laughs> so segueing yeah. to <laughs> segueing to the next part is how something that uh, anak can yeah. see anak things that he can benefit i think is good but <laughs> <laughs> what are some ways to increase emotion i am making notes um, here so either if you can go <laughs> <laughs> I I guess I'll I'll speak out of share personal experience. This might not um, be beneficial for one and all. It is completely not one for all. Uh, so go ahead and do whatever you like. Um, but the first, the very, I mean, it starts with you accepting and realizing and feeling the emotions. You cannot dodge them. You should not dodge them. Um, it's i mean again like don't feel them way too much that it you know cripples you and probably is is not allowing you to do what you want to do but at least feel them let them teach you what you know every i, I believe that every emotion is there to teach you something or the other um probably acknowledging them 
is like the first step. It was the first step for me. And how I did it was, it was, it might sound extremely funny, but there was this one time in school and I was like, in the, I was supposed to be the school captain of my cabinet, uh, the school cabinet, but it so happened and uh, thanks to the nepotism uh, stuff, which which happens now and then. But um, yeah, so I, I, I actually was not, I did not turn out to be the school captain but I was the executive member and the school captain was some you know some teacher's daughter and stuff like that so it was pretty agitated at that point in time and I really did not know how to you know went out that emotion and even if that emotion emotion was justified enough I did talk to a couple of my friends uh, talking helps uh, but again I'm not very sure if people are very comfortable talking about such stuff so what I what I did was I came back home. I write wrote everything on a piece of paper because I felt I I actually did not see, even after talking I did not feel that I was venting it out or I was accepting it that it was angry at that point in time. So I wrote it out on a piece of paper and I and I tore it and I threw it in the dustbin. It somehow um, I know it's a very funny stupid story, but I guess it somehow it does help you in you know in um, being on that path where you acknowledge what you feel. You know just you know you're not just letting it uh, you could have uh, let it you could have dodged it as well but I guess that becomes a very important part of probably you know um, being self-aware of uh, what you're feeling and why you're feeling what you're feeling so I guess journaling helps I don't know if you would want to try it out but it does uh, I don't do it every day but there are days where I'm where I'm happy where I'm distressed also I guess except for coffee being there for me in happiness and sadness I guess writing things down also helps wherein um yeah so it helps in you know accepting that you felt that emotion and then probably I'm sure it happens like with a lot of us that uh, we would want to regulate that emotion in a certain way when it happens the next time or maybe you know if it happens I totally would recommend taking a pause or uh, do not let your impulsive nature control that reaction of yours you it would be good in certain cases but a lot of times you would repent it you would probably and it would be completely fine you know if you if you would just let that moment pass and then you would react to that situation you will feel you you yourself will feel emotionally intelligent i guess if the other person even doesn't i mean who cares about what others feel but yeah i mean you uh take a pause think about it uh let it absorb and then react um I guess in professional settings, if I was able to do it pretty much. In personal settings, I would not say that I wasted, uh, not even close. Uh, I do blow out of proportions a lot many times, but but yeah, again, it's okay. Um, yeah, I guess and anything and everything that helps you clear your mind, or it could be as simple as exercising, working out, um, you know, there's um, maybe going out for a movie, watching series, I don't know, whatever helps you clear your mind, wherein you can... Probably after that, you might feel like sitting and, you know, introspecting a bit. Uh, that for the initial bit helps because it, it will help for you to know what your emotions are, what you feel. And then I guess the road of, um, of being identifying other people's emotions becomes easier. Because once you know what, you know, what you feel, you, you can at least, you can then put, um, you know, yourself in their shoes. And then you can think and then you can start picking up the non-verbal cues or maybe stuff like that which becomes immensely difficult when you are uh, communicating virtually but yeah i guess uh all of that can be done okay i've spoken a lot i guess no i think uh everything that you've spoken have have been like almost pearls of wisdom i've noted all of them down um i, I in fact uh, on some level i do so so the journaling thing that you mentioned uh, i've been journaling on and off since 2010 i want to say and uh, i've also been using it in sort of the same way as you do whenever i don't i don't journal when i'm you know relaxed or when i'm happy so like i haven't journaled for the past 6 months but when i have too much going on in my head or i'm too stressed i feel like journaling really helps to kind of put it out put it down on paper uh, there's a i don't know who who where i read this or where i heard this but like uh, like if there's something that's bothering us if there's a problem or there's something in our head that's incomplete uh unresolved even if we just write it down and then not do anything else about it our head just just gets gets rid of it like for some reason that's how our head works i feel like generally journaling is uh journaling helps with that uh the the second thing you you mentioned about uh exercising and um talking i mean exercising yes is 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 also quite uh 
quite helpful. Uh, and I mean, we, we talked about this in like our first episode, actually, if you remember about exercising and being regular and all of that. And um, exercise, you, your cardiovascular health is great and all of that. Um, the third thing I feel is about car, 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 I don't know what the noun is, cathartic car, is the adjective where you find people who are going through the same thing as you and there is something immensely uh, uh what is the word uh, satisfying um sorry what what did you say you feel relieved like okay yeah relieved 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 and 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 i have so off late i've recently started spending a lot of time on reddit i don't know if you've heard of that website or have spent time on it and reddit is kind of like facebook groups but it's for extremely it can be for extremely niche topics and it's like it's less uh like you can be more anonymous there so people talk about things in uh, extreme detail relevant to that topic and you don't know where these people are from what their names are what they look like but like in in terms of related to whatever topic it is and i feel like that is also extremely helpful in like you know whatever is kind of bothering you just knowing that there's so many other people in the same ship as you um is extremely relieving i i don't know where i was going with this last point but i just <laughs> you're talking about mental health and all of that so i just uh, it it came up and i said it actually what are your kind of thoughts or recommendations um no i think deepak kind of really uh, encapsulated it well both in terms of um dealing with your own emotions and understanding them and then how you can use that to understand others emotions as well um i honestly have never journaled in my life i mean i did start and then it became like a to do thing like a task to do and then it kind of became counterproductive it was supposed to be something where i could go and let out my stress or just talk about what it is and then it became like a stress point that oh shit i have to go and update it and i this is probably i did it the wrong way had the wrong motivation to do it and that's why i was not able to do it in that sense but um uh i was talking to a friend after a while and she was also kind of dealing with some things like just about uh, a lot related to what we were speaking about today and then she kind of spoke about how meditation helped her kind of have that time to herself where she could zone everything out and have that time just to understand what she's thinking what she's feeling and introspect into why so it's very similar to journaling journaling is also somewhere you can put down your thoughts and see what you're feeling and then meditation is kind of understand why you're feeling the things you're feeling so although i've never really tried it i really think it's one of the ways to go it's been tried and tested and everyone seems to benefit from journaling and meditation um hopefully i should in the next two years i'm sure that there are going to be a lot of mental breaks i will need mental health breaks i will need and i'm really hoping to get into this good habit of um uh trying getting that time out whether it's in the form of meditation whether it's the form of journaling whether it's the form of just existing without stress for that 15 minutes but yeah um in the sense of understanding others in eq i think it's just a lot of it is about listening uh listening to what people and when i say listening i'm not meaning it vocally and physically it's just kind of understanding what they're saying why they're saying it what is their internal motivation or what is their uh, underlying feelings for them to do things that they're doing and kind of then empathizing with it sympathizing/empathizing with it um yeah i think that's something that i feel can be helpful yeah meditation is also also something that's been helpful for, for me personally i feel like the mileage varies quite a bit like i remember when the pandemic started in march 2020 last year i was after a point i was like you know what the hell is happening like i had absolutely no social interaction and i was living by myself in london and all of that so my mental health really took a hit and i started meditating i, I downloaded headspace it's this app i'm sure you guys have heard about now they advertise it so much um and they had like this guided meditation thing which is absolutely like when you do it the first time uh, it's it's it, it just blows your mind it is so good uh, but then i started doing it too much like i started doing it every day and then the second day i didn't feel, feel as amazing as i did the first day and the third day it was even less it was still helpful like not doing it 
would have not like I I definitely gained, but like it was a diminishing return sort of a thing. And then after a point, I you know I stopped doing it like every day. Now again, I kind of keep it in my toolbox of things to do when you know I'm overwhelmed. uh to to uh, second thing you you mentioned about uh getting awareness about dealing with others and understanding other people i think this is an area where reading books and you know journals and stuff actually helps like this this thing about you know uh, women generally like when they tell you their problems they're not looking just they're telling you so that they there's someone to vent out to is not something that i came up with on my own i i read it somewhere and then i was able to like yeah this then i applied it and then got a sort of positive and there are like throughout the course we've done throughout our book club we've done a couple of books on like behavioral dynamics social psychology all of that uh, i personally found it really helpful so so that's an area especially when it comes to understanding other people and the third thing with journaling uh, like you mentioned you wrote that letter and you tore it off for me uh, again it's sort of self catharsisism but i read my old journals from like you know 5 years ago and i look at the problems i was going through then and i realized that a they were microscopic problems in the big scheme of things so then i kind of remind myself that the problems i'm having now are also going to be microscopic problems in the big scheme of things five years down the line and second i kind of you know feel good about myself also in the sense that you know i had that problem and then got resolved and you know this will also get resolved uh so it's actually nice not just to vent out then and there but also to kind of refer back with happiness that okay now this problem is resolved yeah i guess um i have signing now that's just like one one piece of paper i never wanted actually anybody to read and somehow i always felt it felt that somebody's going to find out my mom is going to probably read it and uh, stuff like that so just store it the the you know the reason that it still stays in my mind is obviously because you know I've learned a lot from it um also uh, like akshita mentioned about you know uh, understanding what other people are feeling and uh, that of course th- there's a lot of communication probably that has to happen for that um apart from like, the scenario we currently in everything is so everything is gone virtual you do not, if you do not communicate and if you probably rely on messages and emoticons i guess that's a i don't know i, I really do not know how much of it can you gather but uh, once you start communicating and of course you are um, you know you are communicating in the sense to be heard again right not for uh, you know <laughs> to solve problems but just to hear it out what other people are saying and it becomes very important i guess yes that that less listening skill if you probably are able to um, uh, hone that skill that that is going to enhance your emotional intelligence a very good level uh, for the for the journal thing i mean you can do it digitally and you know password protected or something i i've been doing that so my journal i i'm also very scared of people like finding it because i write with absolutely no filter at all and if people find it then i'm going to be in a, <laughs> in a big shoe so i i encrypt it and then i upload it to the cloud so i have access to it but even if someone comes across it they'll only be that's nice i guess in 10 standard it was not a bad operation <laughs> for now that oh uh, yeah so you yeah. can yeah. journaling does has its own benefit no i i think that that is like my number one recommendation i actually thought you must start link yeah, even like from tomorrow or tonight itself like just spend 2 minutes writing a page my journal entry will be unlocked bullied me into journaling <laughs> 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 no 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 honestly i know i know it's something that is really helpful and similar to journaling i mean not similar to journaling when i'm really overwhelmed or have so many things going on just me jotting down the things that i have to do or the things that i have done it makes me feel for some reason a little lesser stressed when it's out there for you to read even though nothing's changed it's the same things that you have to do so i'm sure um very uh, similar to this journaling is going to be for kind of therapeutic in a way where you can the problems are there but just seeing those problems on paper you kind of kind of either realize that okay this is dealable this is fine or kind of understand that so yeah i it's something that it's it's like reading it's one thing i have to start and <laughs> i'm sure it's going to help yeah I know. Give me recommendations for like online journaling, like those cute. I've seen those cute journals where everyone has like this proper aesthetic and everything. <laughs> yeah, I start with that. Start with the message to Anag. 
activities which people do to feel it, it really has a meditating effect you feel very grounded after doing that you are you know in a space in a head space where you can again pick up that problem you can reanalyze it gather your emotions around it so i guess yeah you know my, you might try that as well you anyways i guess you're lot interested into tech and everything and you're doing so much for our uh, class for our cohort maybe do that <laughs> maybe that's going to be the hard project for you and probably would not need a meditating app no but so th- it took me so many years because throughout growing up i had like a compulsory yoga class in my high school i attend like sometimes my family would like you know get someone do yoga at home or whatever and so growing up in india i've been forced to quote and quote meditate many times and i never got the uh, got the draw for it and uh, one of the reasons for that was that i was never stressed uh, when i was you know attempting to meditate at that point of time uh, and when i did this through headspace last year i kind of understood the purpose of meditation which was that we are always filled with ideas in our heads we are always thinking about something and even more so when we are stressed and there's never any time where you just empty it out and you know just let it marinate and with with meditation it's generally they'll ask you to either focus on your breathing or in in hindu yoga they'll ask you to chant om or something uh these are all ways in which to just distract your brain into doing something which is extremely mindless and not focus on whatever you were like focusing on your breathing in and out is actually mindless right it's 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 a simple thing but because you're focused on that you're not thinking about that that problem that you and that is when like i started seeing the real value of meditation where at least for the 5 10 minutes my brain is not thinking it is stopped um you zone out yeah probably i mean for the breathing and exercise and everything so thanks to the lockdown i mean again a silver lining to the lockdowns so in been like been mostly regular with my breathing exercises in the morning been like almost a year now um so you know the same thing that you mentioned that my mind even though i tried so very hard to you know concentrate on my breath and i was like no i'm going to do this today mm. okay this time i've done five reps i'm going to do 10 that that used to be my motivation a silly one though but um but i was never used but i was i could not control my mind to stop um, uh you know wandering uh, there used to be thoughts always in my head and now it's sort of uh, again this might sound uh, very spooky but so but like you know you create that um, so what i've done is like for the 5 10 minutes or whatsoever i i would sit and probably would be in that moment um i like build these circles that this is the circle i am in currently and anything and everything that's related to me and i'm worried about or i'm thinking about is going to be in the other circle and then is going to be another circle of my friends of my family and my friends who i of course you know i'm like why do they care about and then there's going to be the last one where people are going to come and going to go and i'm just going to enjoy that thing those those people or those emotions or uh, you know those interactions are not going to bo- i am not going to let them bother myself um, i'm not going to let those emotions bother me a lot because they come and go like right every emotion every person every interaction does not need your peace of mind so yeah i don't know if that it will if that would help but yeah you know it's a very stupid thing but yeah you build those circles around yourself and just tell yourself okay be in this one right now at this moment and for the next 10 minutes so yeah that kind of helped uh, that kind of reminds me of this uh article on that blog called wait but why that i keep quoting on this podcast and he did this piece about the different kinds of friendships you have and like the layers and kind of gels with what you said but that's just a side bar but i do think you should you should try headspace like just just tomorrow just spend 5 minutes on the app it's that and you should try journaling actually so like i think these two things <laughs> literally like uh 
I, I got it. And, it's and the like, next time we speak, I'm going to have a very high EQ. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, th- these two things require five to 10 minutes of your time, but the potential impact they have is going to be very, very high. Like I will never recommend someone to read a book because that is a huge investment of time and effort. But these two things are not that much of time and effort both. But uh, the dividends that it can potentially pay is very, very high. So I, lo- I, I love things like this where, you know, you put in little effort, but you get a lot of uh, automation, meditation, <laughs> journaling, <laughs> very weird things to group together. But the payoff to effort is... Okay, I think we should begin to wrap up. Any final thoughts on this topic that you both have to add? I think we've covered quite a bit. <laughs> a lot about mental health as well, which is a great thing. So that's nice. Yeah, I, I don't know where emotional intelligence stops and mental health begins. I don't yeah, have that Very much. thin line. <laughs> I feel like if you have like control over your mental health and kind of it will obviously positively affect your emotional intelligence as well. So in a way, it's a good win-win situation. I think as they go ahead, good with one and the other. Okay. Then let's let's uh, move on to the final segment of the podcast, which is a funny or insightful incident that you've experienced, read, seen, heard, or watched. I guess it's been a very insightful segment. I mean, podcast. So probably, I I I was about to mention the book that I recently finished, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I probably come up with something funny, and uh, this is from a speed networking session actually, and we were just having a chat um two like two days back, and uh, we were discussing fun facts. And this classmate of ours, I would not take names. Um, <laughs> so she has this very funny um I don't know. So she's so she's, one. She's never had coffee, which was like. I was like totally blown out of the fact that how can you not have coffee? But then she told that how, you know, she was, she has tea for sleeping and she has the same tea for even keeping herself awake. So she's just controlled her mind in a way that she has chamomile tea even when she wants to wake up and when she wants to sleep, also she's going to have that tea. So she, she was telling that, you know, see, this is very psychological. I've controlled my mind in a way where I'm going to have the same tea for sleeping as well. And waking up as well. So yeah, it was kind of funny. I mean, I would never do that. I've never trained my mind to do that. But yeah, she has apparently. Wow. Um, nice. I, I, I feel think... like I know who this is, but I'm not sure. Because there are very few people like me who don't like coffee or who have never had coffee. So <laughs> yeah. Well, we can we, we can we can look it up and discuss this after the podcast. Um, uh, but that is very interesting because. Chamomile tea is generally advertised as this tea you should have and then you would get a nice sleep and that doesn't work for me and then tea in general is described as a thing you should have for caffeine in the morning and that doesn't work for me either so neither <laughs> use cases does it work for me but coffee yes is is, uh, is really nice to wake up in the morning um, but I feel like at this point my caffeine uh, tolerance uh, <laughs> is very fairly high like um I can drink six cans of Red Bull and still fall asleep like a baby. <laughs> wow. Maybe, yeah, no, uh, I don't think I could ever. Like tea and coffee, energy drinks, any of these just don't work well with me and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I've ever had an energy drink in my life, ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. As- except for like once with the uh, Hague bombs. So you need Red Bulls for that. But that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, Deepika has ghosted us. Uh, Deepika, uh, uh, are you? <laughs> I'm still there. You can hear my voice. So, final uh, question for you Who do you want to see featured on the podcast next? Oh my God, that's a very tough question, I guess. <laughs> I guess one of you guys should be the the guest and, you know, somebody else should be hosting it. That would be fun. I mean, I know this is like very queer uh, thing to ask. I don't know. I mean, maybe Anago, maybe Akshita. And then we can bring in somebody else who could just be a guest. I mean, just be a host for that particular episode. Okay. I don't know. So, but I guess that would be fun, right? I mean, you do all the questions. You, you get to ask so many questions. I put so much of pressure. I'm not, a, not pressure. Not in my case. <laughs> so much. But uh, I guess I mean, it would be fun. So when, when Kevin was here, he started asking us questions at the end of it. So if, if you feel oh. like asking us a couple of questions right now, we would be here. <laughs> no, I guess I'm going to spare you my voice. <laughs> but, 
But yeah, I guess that would be fun. What do you guys think? What have you thought about it? <laughs> Probably we it's can do nice. that. Probably it's a nice fiftieth you know, episode can... idea, uh, <laughs> yeah, where we yeah. both can be the guests and all of them can be like the panels. Oh yeah, questions, 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 <laughs> questions, questions, questions everywhere. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't mind it. Hmm. I am fairly narcissistic, so having an episode dedicated to me would be. I mean, I feel like all episodes are dedicated to me anyways. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I freak. <laughs> ஒருத்தங்கள் <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it is an emotional response. Emotional response is Akshita, why are you grilling me and bullying me? Like last episode with Sameen, she's grilled and bullied me so much. I still, I was, I didn't oh, want to no. listen to it while editing it. Aww. Yeah. You know, I thought of all the nice, nice things, don't worry. Yeah. I cannot imagine Akshita grilling me. Yeah, I know. I'm too, I'm too, I can't bully. I can bully. I'll cutely bully. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, Deepika, don't, don't, don't uh, fall uh, prey to her innocent exterior. Inside, she's a big, big bully. <laughs> yeah, so the problem Oh yeah, you missed the speed networking we had, I guess. Yeah, so yeah, this is like the first time I'm talking to you. Probably I'm not judging you. Anyways, don't judge people, but I'm not from an impression of you. No, no, Devaka, it's okay to judge people. I judge people all the time. <laughs> no, see? See that? See that? I love how this is a part of our EQ uh, episode. It's like, it's okay to judge people. Oh... <laughs> See, everybody judges other people. It's just people don't accept that they're judging other people. I have reached that level, higher level of self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, wonderful. Wow. <laughs> See, you've already, you've already enhanced level of emotional intelligence. You never knew. That, that was the only gap. You already <laughs> were there, but you just didn't know that you were there. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stop recording now before this starts becoming my yes, roast again. Thanks. <laughs> Let me thank Deepika. Thank you. Thank you so much for being oh, yes. here. <laughs> Deepika, thank you so much for being here. I completely forgot to thank you. Uh, I feel like now I've lost my EQ points. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Whatever you've gained, you've lost. Uh, no, thank you no, so no, much for having yeah. me, guys. It was amazing. But seriously, this was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, I mean, it is kind of in the realm of what we keep talking about, but a very different take on it. Mm. So thank you for bringing in that in. And it, it, it was fun. Um, it was fun. information heavy but still fun hmm. thank you so much for having me yeah. thanks deepika bye bye i'm going to stop recording